Hello, Husky fans. This is Trevor Mueller with Sports Illustrated Husky Maven Channel. With me is Kayla Olin of Dog Thoughts, Mike Martin of Dog Thoughts and everything else, and our celebrity Husky guest host. We have Jordan White Frisbee. Thanks for coming on, guys. Nice to be here. Man, awesome. it's, We're gonna cool jump to right have Jordan. It. It's cool to have Jordan on because the first time I heard about him was just his last name. I was like, what kind of a last name is that? And then, <laughs> you know, so it really kind of drew me to him. So I really kind of wanted to watch his career and to watch him kind of bounce from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball. Kind of, you know, it was, so it was a lot of fun. So it's, it's, it's cool to have you on, Jordan. No problem, man. Thanks. Always nice to be here. You guys are awesome. And, of course, Jordan and I have a little bit of uh, something in common. We've both played basketball against our other co-host, Jake Grant, who couldn't be here, and we've both never been dunked on by him. <laughs> I make three of us. He said dunk on me either. <laughs> All right. So this is a dunk-free zone for Jake. Yeah, Jake's looking real bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. I didn't want to show up. Uh, yeah, he, he was too embarrassed to show up to a guy that put a drop step on him. <laughs> awesome. So, hey, we guys, we got a full slate of games as of right now. Mm. So that could change. There was a weird thing in the Cal Presser this evening. Who knows what's going to happen? We're going to go at this like we've gone at everything in the COVID era, and we're going to go at it as if it's going to happen, and then we're going to be really flexible with it. So up first – we have USC, number 20 in the nation, heading to Arizona, who had their game canceled last week. Mike, what do you think about this game? You know, they, first of all, the, the, the dumbest thing that I heard said last week is Arizona State should be thankful that USC beat them because it raises the profile of the conference. Well, if Arizona State had won, it would have raised the profile of the conference if they'd run the table. But anyway, that's just my little, um, you know, L.A. rant. I don't think that, you know, any team that makes it from this conference is going to raise the profile for the conference in the playoffs. But I do think that right now um, USC does have the inside track. And, um, and I think Arizona is going to be roadkill in this because I think their defense is hurting – uh, and so I think that USC really, we're going to see what that offense is really capable of because I think they had better players overall on the Arizona State defense. I think Arizona is probably a year away on their defense. Kayla, what do you got? I really like what Mike said about Arizona. And that's kind of something that when I was looking at this game, I really took a look at and Predicting, I would say, USC by 17, strictly because what you were saying, Mike, and USC's offensive line, not to mention their quarterback, looks really good enough to carry this team. And with Arizona not finishing in the top half of the Pac-12 in pass rushing since 2010, I'm not convinced this season will be any different just because while we didn't get to see them play, the numbers just aren't there in terms of veterans and what they produced last season. And Jordan, what do you got on this game? Man, I really got nothing. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that Kayla's being very generous in saying that it'll be 17. I figure USC wins by plus 40. By 40? I'll take that bet. Whew. 
one mocha frappuccino off your 12. Deal. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm kind of with you. I, I wonder if Arizona's offense looks a little bit better under Grant Gunnell, who, you know, was brought over when um, the coach, uh, Kevin Sumlin, uh, took the job. And we'll see if that makes a difference. But I think with Arizona losing some playmakers to transfer with them not being a good defense, like Kayla said, I think this is Arizona by a long shot. Now we head down to Colorado, heading to Stanford. Colorado was up 35-7 to against UCLA last week. UCLA made a kind of a garbage time effort to get back in it. They ended up winning by a touchdown. They're heading to Stanford who, you know, if they could kick field goals or, you know, if uh, David Shaw was a little more aggressive, that Stanford-Oregon game would have been more interesting. Either way, Stanford's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Kayla, what do you got on this game? Kind of going off of what you were saying, and Colorado absolutely had their way with UCLA in that first half last weekend. You mentioned 35 to 7 at one point, and going into halftime, it was 35 to 14. The score, the final score, doesn't reflect the offense that Colorado had, leading by running back Jarek Broussard in his Buffalo de- debut with 187 rushing yards plus 21 passing yards. That's over 200 total. Again, Stanford doesn't have the best defense in terms of allowing up to 500 total yards against Oregon. Again, the Ducks and Buffaloes are very two completely different teams. But I think Colorado is highly underrated, in my honest opinion. That being said, if Stanford gives up big plays like they did last weekend, Broussard will have another three-touchdown day like he did against UCLA and UCLA's defense is nothing to write home about, but still it could be big. Mike. Uh, You know what, what Stanford did without their starting quarterback uh, without, I've tried to think of who, who all was out for, for Stanford last week. Um, And they, you know, if, if they could kick field goals, I mean, they were in that game all the way. Um, if they had converted those field goals, if they were able to convert those uh, those field goals into touchdowns, I think that that you know we're seeing a very different tone. So I think a lot of people are underestimating how good how, or how bad Stanford is. I don't think Stanford is as bad as a lot of people are saying, and I could see them. Uh, I wouldn't say pulling off a shocker, but if is do you know if Mills is going to be back this week? I don't think so. Okay. I think he's still so, in COVID protocols. Yeah. So I, I think if, if he's back, then, uh, then it's a better offense. But in your second start, I think that uh, their quarterback is going to be even better. I think the Sanford wins this one. I mean, I just want to kind of throw out, you mentioned Stanford missing field goals. And while Oregon, it's a huge, a huge plus if Stanford is hanging in with Oregon. But Colorado missed three or four field goals of their own. So add that with four, math is bad, 12 points with UCLA. Hey, Jordan, don't laugh. <laughs> but Stanford's really good at math. <laughs> it's a different ballgame. Jordan, who do you have in this game? Uh, well, back on the subject with Stanford's good at math, since we'll all probably work for them in some way, some fashion. <laughs> 
I would like to see them lose and uh, call out a Buffalo's man. Yeah, and I'm actually going to go with Jordan on this one as well. I was really impressed with what I saw from Colorado. Um, Stanford was able to effectively run the ball against Oregon's front seven, which was uh, pretty impressive. Uh, And then, of course, their quarterback, he missed some touch balls down the sideline, which could get figured out. But I think Colorado, their, their, their defensive line is pretty good. They have some returners on it. I think Colorado wins the game. Uh, if I was a betting guy, I would definitely take Colorado plus the six and a half points. But since we're not doing it that way, I'm just going to take Colorado outright. Which I would take Colorado on. by six. You got Colorado by six? Yeah. So am I the only one that has Stanford? That's right. Nothing else is new. <laughs> <laughs> Always the odd We all dunk on you, man. Kay- Kayla. Oh, wait, wait. Kayla, you want to take another one? Double or nothing. <laughs> no, not double or nothing. Just straight up. Just straight up. Okay, this chance okay. to earn this chance to two drinks off your list. Okay, deal. Perfect. Now moving on, we have the highest ranked team in the Pac-12. We have number 11, Oregon, heading to Washington State. It's supposed to be pretty nasty there in Pullman. We'll see kind of what that looks like. But when it comes to Oregon being 11th in the nation, that we'll see if that's where there should be. Again, a Stanford team that doesn't really have much of a defense to speak of. That, you know, their Davis Mills was not playing. Oregon was in more of a dogfight than what that um, score showed. So with that, you go to the other side where Washington State absolutely decimated the hopes of Oregon State maybe thinking about crawling out of the bottom half of the Pac-12 North. Uh, Washington State controlled that game from start to finish in Research Stadium. And um, Jaden Delora looked the part of a pretty good true freshman in his very first game. He had that one interception. He was over 50% from uh, uh, throwing the ball. And for the first time in I don't remember how long, they had a 100-yard rusher, and they were able to keep Oregon State's defense on the field. Um, This game is Oregon uh, favored by 10 points. I'm still taking Oregon uh, because I have to see somebody beat them before I start betting against them, and I want to see more of Nick Rolovich's offense um, in in primetime games like this. Uh, but I would definitely take the under of 10 points. I think it would be about a seven-point game. Kayla, what do you got? I like your take on that and kind of bouncing back. I remember going back and looking at those numbers from – I was like, okay, what do they pass? What do they run? And they actually had more rushing yards and passing yards. They had 229 rushing yards and 227 passing yards. So fairly balanced. I would say Oregon by 14 solely because I don't think Nick Rolovich really knows how to prep for an Oregon team with so much depth and weapons. The last time Hawaii played Oregon was in 1994, and needless to say, Rolovich wasn't there. (laughs) Hence, the Ducks might be a rude wake-up call for him just to kind of be like, hey, welcome to the Pac-12 North, ready to play. So I think all of us were alive in 1994. Jordan. Kayla, were you alive in 94? No. You weren't? I was in 95, so close. Oh, man. Jordan, do you remember 1994? 
Um, no. I don't remember much. I do remember OJ. And, <laughs> <laughs> and of like, course, yeah, Mike was already almost retired. I know, right? <laughs> He's like, ah, my first Christmas. <laughs> Me first Christmas. Nice. <laughs> Mike, what do you got in this game? Nice. I have some words that I'll say off air. Um, <laughs> well, I tell you what, in 94, you know, that was, I think, the Kenny Wheaton interception. Yes, it was. So, um, but, you know, I, I think that, that Pullman, I think it could be a, I don't think it's going to be a snowball, snowball but I, I think that um, – when you have a quarterback making really his second start it's on the road, but it's, that isn't really going to matter. It's going to be in circumstances that he's not familiar with. And that's the cold. He's used to the, to the West side of the mountains. He's not used to Eastern Washington where it's a different kind of cold. Uh, we'll see if that has an impact. I, I think that the Oregon defense is not as good as people were thinking they were. They kept they didn't keep Stanford off the scoreboard. Stanford kept themselves off the scoreboard. And I think that Wazoo was probably going to put up 28 to 30. And I, I think that it's going to be a closer game. I would put the high that or is that Washington State could put on Oregon is about 35, and I'm not going to say that they're going to beat Oregon, but I think they can beat up on them, make it difficult for them. Uh, I think Oregon actually wins, but uh, probably in the last minute or so. When I put in my picks, I actually told Trevor, I said a high key, I wanted to choose WSU over Oregon. Trevor said the same thing. But then I remembered how WSU plays in the snow. So. <laughs> Ask Caleb McGeary how Oregon play, or excuse me, how uh, Pullman plays in the show. Plays in the snow. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, keeping it on the ground in, in bad weather is a good idea. And they got, Oregon's got one of the best in C.J. Verdell. And Tyler Shook showed that he could um, also get out of the pocket and scramble around. Uh, Jordan, what do you have in this game? Uh, I was saying the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, maybe rivals, Washington State and us, but all of Washington can agree that we don't like Oregon. So with that, I go for Washington by three, Washington State by three. Who's the biggest rival in your opinion with Washington? Oregon or it's always Oregon. Always Oregon, no matter what. <laughs> and he's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> So next is the game that if I was a betting man and they told me that one game wasn't going to be played, it would be this one. We have Cal headed to Arizona State. Uh, Cal, of course, was supposed to be Washington's week one opponent. That didn't happen. Arizona State had that game locked up against uh, USC, uh, and they gave it up in the final minutes of that game. Uh if we all remember, Jake definitely jinxed that game, and Mike said he was going to slap me for it. So, Kayla, what do you got if this game is played? Arizona State is favorited by four points. This is going to be a great matchup and a game that a lot of Pac-12 fans are going to want to watch. You have two veteran quarterbacks with Chase Garbers and Jaden Daniels. Both have great arms, and both are very deadly with their legs. Daniels might be the better quarterback of the two, but Cal's defense is scarier. 
even without any film on them since, you know, <clears throat> they requested the cancellation of the UW game. <laughs> but ASU will be the better team strictly because they have a game under their belts, a week to work out their kinks, and if not for penalties, the Sun Devils would have beaten the highly favored USC Trojans, like you said. But Cal, I think, is going to play a little flat-footed coming into their season, and I'm firm for Herm. I will 100% say that Herm is going to be a great coach for ASU and will will take them past the Golden Bears in their first game. Mike? I, you know, I looked a lot at Cal's defense, and – they the Evan Weaver is gone, but they have the the main parts of that defense back. We talk about how Washington's defense has been able to sustain that level of play for a long time. I think we're to the point where we can respect that Cal's defense can maintain that same level, uh, just replacing it with new parts. Because it is a Coach Pete defense, let's be honest, um, that is, you know, that's the system that Coach Pete created, Coach Kwiatkowski created and they know how to replace the parts and they know how to rotate guys in. And I think that defense is going to be just as nasty. Can they contain Daniels when he gets outside the pocket? That is going to be the real challenge for that defense. But Kayla, I, I'm blown away by the numbers that she's throwing out and, and the things that she's bringing up. So it makes me have to really need to up my game and talk about things because Chase Garbers last year, you could see what Cal was like when he was in there. And I don't know if any of you remember my tweet that is the second that Garbers went down, I was like, there goes Cal's season. And I think this game is going to hinge on Chase Garber's ability to stay upright because uh, Herm Edwards, he's going to have ways to get after. Did I say the right coach? Yes. Okay. For Arizona State. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, he's going to find ways to challenge Garber's. And I think that, that, that he got hurt on a scramble last year. And I think they want to get him outside the pocket and see if they can make him kind of antsy and try to avoid that injury. And so that's where I really think that the game is going, like Kayla said, is going to come down to quarterback play. Uh, I think that Cal's defense, though, holds them to 20 points, and everybody's going to be like, oh, what's wrong with Arizona State's offense? But it's going to be Cal's defense. And fun fact before Jake or Trevor, you take over. Um, when Chase Garber started and finished a game last season, Cal went 7-0. When he was hurt and didn't get to start and finish the game, Cal was 1-5. So I think that's going to be a big number to watch out for. Jordan, who do you have in this game? I got Arizona State because they played. This will be Cal's first. First game hitters are gone for Arizona State. Uh, and Cal, I mean, it's been a lot of practicing, but no game time. That's big. Yeah, and I'm with Jordan on that. I think that's what's going to end up swaying this game as well, and I think it's going to be Arizona State. Um, moving on, we have Utah headed to UCLA, and Utah's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And we're going to keep this one pretty short because I really want to get to the Oregon State-Washington game. Uh, talking to Ryan Kostek of SI Utah, their, their identity is shifting. They're going from – uh, a defensive kind of Washington of the South 
defensive, control the ball. They now have a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball, and their defense is unproven. Uh, with that being said, UCLA didn't show me much. The Chip Kelly era is really struggling there. I'm going to take Utah. I'm going to take the points. Mike, what do you got? Man, I love Utah. I love their defense. Um, I think Utah, uh, they, they lost most of that front seven. Uh, they lost some very good defensive backs. Can they reload? We don't know because we didn't see what they had last week. Um, we saw what Chip Kelly. So I think that that gives Kyle Whittingham the advantage of knowing what, uh, what they can game plan for. So I, I, I have Utah. Kayla? See, I really like DTR in this matchup because he's a sleeper quarterback in this conference, maybe one of the most underrated quarterbacks. But my issue is that UCLA just consistently starts way too slow for me to like them in this matchup. They can come back against WSU. They can almost come back against Colorado. But Kyle Whittingham rarely allows those comebacks, especially by that large of margin. And straight up last year, they were 11-3. and three. So I'll take that same instance when Utah is favored, and so I will favor Utah by seven. Jordan, who do you got? Um, I'll take uh, the Utah because Chip Kelly runs in Oregon. The only reason to cheer for Utah. No one's made a decision on who they want to cheer for. That alone. I'm a simple man. (laughs) Awesome. Now, Jordan, I really appreciate you coming on, and I really want to get some of your insight into the first game for Washington. What is going through the mind of this offensive line unit? There's a lot of new faces on it. There's going to be a new quarterback under center. We don't know who it is. There's a new offensive coordinator. As an offensive lineman, what is your mindset in this game? Well, I mean, to me, you know, it's a new environment entirely. I mean, beyond all the other new stuff, knowing it is now – beginning of November and they haven't played a game yet right. usually we're like two months into this and so we're all kind of wondering what's going to go on but I mean with the O-line it's all about heart no get no glory no um you know no you're not gonna get anything for it it's all about it. The, your whole team is on your back and it's imposing your will versus your opponent you know so you just it's all about heart we'll see and then, of course, you also were on the defensive side of the, of yeah. the line. Um, you know, we, they lost um, Leve on Wuzurike, which is a big loss. They also lost a big pass rusher in Joe Tryon. What do you expect to see from these guys like Tule Latua Gasanoa, who's played a lot of ball, but now he's like the feature of a long line of really good defensive linemen. What do you expect out of the defensive line? Their defense actually has more of an advantage because you have all the game films. So they have nothing but time to study, you know, study formation, study what the what the O does versus whoever. So as long as they bring, uh, they did their homework, you know, for this game, they had plenty of time to do it. Um, I think they they definitely have an advantage um, over. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> awesome. And Mike, what do you got here? You know, I think that the, the defensive advantage for Washington, um, Levi owens he is gone. Um, Jordan, uh, excuse me, Josiah Bronson, he's back. Uh, you have Sam Taimani, you have Tule, you have Taki. Uh, I think that, that, that that front, whatever you want to call it, the biggest one that's missing is Joe Tryon. 
but can uh, Savelle Smalls, can he step in there? Ryan Bowman, he's a known quantity. We know what we're going to get out of him. Uh, so subbing in Smalls to kind of replicate those reps that we were going to get, can he play at that level of Joe Tryon? How long does it take him to get to that level of Joe, Joe Tryon? Uh, I trust that defense. And you say somebody under center being the new one, that is the ultimate wild card because we, they've never really – well, we don't know if they've uh, played a college snap before. I'm thinking Jacob Sermon is the starter, but it could be Kevin Thompson. It could be Ethan Garbers. It could be um, – who am I forgetting? Um, Dylan Morris. So, you know, but I, I, I trust the development of the offensive line because we've seen it year in and year out. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball – I think you need a serviceable quarterback that can hand the ball off and that can get the ball out to Puka Nakua, to Ty Jones, to um, – I, re- I he didn't show up, but Spiker, uh, Bynum, and, and all those other guys. And I know there's a receiver that I'm forgetting. Kayla, who is it? Terrell Bynum. Austin Osborne. I want to – Kayla McMillan. That's the one. Thank God, Kayla. Thank God you're here. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, Jalen McMillan, I want to see uh, one of those receivers really become the number one receiver right out of the gate, strike fear into those defenses and really kind of make it hard on the defenses. And really, I think we're at the point where passing opens up the running game. Kayla, what do you got? I think dogs by 14. I want to say 17, easy, but Washington has film to prepare themselves for this matchup, and the Beavers are going in blindly, like kind of what we've been talking about. Lake and company know this coaching staff and the offense that they like to run. Jonathan Smith knows nothing now that Coach Pete is gone, and at the end of the day, that is going to be the biggest difference maker, hands down. And kind of quick question for Jordan, how does Jimmy Lake go into this? What does he tell his players? No one has been in this situation before. Jimmy Lake already has coaches and players already playing on other teams. What is he telling his players right before this game, Jordan, that you think is going to be a game changer? Well, I mean, nothing else really matters. I mean, the world's going crazy. You know, we need we need a uh, – you know, the city needs a – so he needs heroes. I mean, this is the time to change, set the tone uh, for this, you know, for Lake Washington, for the entire city, and uh, I don't know, bring home an apple cup if we have one. <laughs> the one that matters. You know what? And, and, and Jordan, my assumption, you're going with Washington in this game. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know, man? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know what? We're gonna leave it right there. I love that the city needs heroes in this time. Uh, Jordan Wright Frisbee, you're our hero, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, This is Trevor Mueller with Mike Martin and Kayla Olin. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs.